before uh, the kids go over, I just encourage you to send your kids to camp. My girls loved it. Uh, just tickled to death with it. I know Mackenzie loved it. Uh, just anybody that has been there, it's just such a blessing. And uh, the, the, one of the things and one of the reasons that we are so passionate about helping the camp, it is a soul-saving mission. And that's why we do this. That is why we are here, to win those to Christ. And, and sometimes that is the only time that a lot of kids get the word of Christ out to them. So I encourage you to do that. And uh, just encourage you that uh, to keep them in your prayers and in all things and remember them. And anytime you get a chance to support the camp, please do. Absolutely. Uh, this morning, uh, Youth Church is Tony and Sherry and Donna and Glenn. So. <coughs> <laughs> but uh, it is good to be here this morning and uh, I knew I was in trouble when Rob, Rob called me and I could tell he was already hoarse on Friday and I thought man I hope he gets better uh, Saturday and I texted him yesterday morning and he said no no better and then when he didn't show up at the dinner I know we'd had the lick so but it is it is I appreciate the opportunity to be here this morning um, been working on this a little bit and uh, we're going to talk about two people that are oftentimes overlooked and that is Simeon and Anna in the, in the, cry, in the story of Christ in Luke the second chapter so if you want to turn there this morning to Luke the second chapter beginning with verse 25 and at 3.30 I woke up this morning and I do it's not anything unusual for me some mornings I can sleep sometimes I don't but I woke up at 3.30 this morning and I had this on my mind and you know we all have traditions at Christmas that we do and uh, one of the things the first things I thought of this morning was our Christmas treats that we give out every every Christmas and I don't know if, how many churches still do that uh, I know we have every church I went to as a child did that does anybody know if other churches do that that they can still give the Christmas tree I assume they do the paper bag the, the apple the orange the <laughs> The candy bars, and uh, when I was a kid, this is the first time. This doesn't have anything to do with the sermon, but we went to a church when I first remember going to church, and they always had the best Christmas treats ever. You got a big old candy bar, and you you got a um, a pack of gum where it was, the, and it's usually the Wrigley's, the Spearmint, or the what's what was the other one? The what? Oh, if you got Big Red, you just off the chart. But if you got tea berry, but it was spearmint and peppermint or whatever. But if you did get a pack of tea berry, you had something. So there was five of us kids, and we would go to training to get the candy bar we wanted between each other on the way home. And uh, it was a big deal. I mean, we, we enjoyed that. You got a good apple and orange. Well, after a few years, we, we had started going to another church, and their treats wasn't as good. And uh, 
I, I said something to my, my dad about it one morning, and, and that tree got me in a lot of trouble. And I told some of you about it, and what I, what I did, I said, can we please go to church somewhere today where we can get a good treat? <laughs> he was not happy. He's about ready to wear me out. But, uh, and I won't say what was in the treats, but it, it, was, it was not, uh, it wasn't that they meant for it to be that way. It was just that, uh, uh, there's an older guy that did it and he used the old candy stuff, the cream drops and those peppermint sticks. And it just wasn't a big Hershey bar or zero or something, you know. So, but we should be grateful for what we have and thankful for that. And I just thought I would share that with you this morning. Uh, we're going to turn and in, in the second chapter of Luke, beginning with verse 25, I'm going to read to you uh, over to verse 38. It says, Behold, there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon. The same man was just and devout, waiting for the consolation of Israel, and the Holy Ghost was upon him. And he came, and it was revealed unto him by the Holy Ghost that he should not see death before he had seen the Lord Christ. And he came by the Spirit into the temple. And when the parents brought the child, Jesus to do for him after the custom of the law they took him up in his arms and blessed him and said Lord now let us thou thy servant depart in peace according to thy word for mine eyes have seen thy salvation which was which thou hast prepared before the face of all people a light lighted to the Gentiles and the glory of thy people Israel and Joseph and his mother marveled at those things which he were spoken of him. And Simeon <clears throat> blessed them and said to Mary his mother, Behold, this child is set for the fall and the rise again of many in Israel, and for a sign which shall be spoken against. Ye, yea, a sword shall pierce through thy own soul also, that the thoughts of many hearts may be revealed. And there was a, was a woman, was one Anna, a prophetess, the daughter of Phanuel, of the tribe of Asher, and she was a great, and she was of a great age, and had lived with a husband seven years before her virginity. I'm sorry, not before. That was not good. A husband seven years from her virginity, and she was a widow of about fourscore and four years which departed not from the temple, but served God uh, with fasting and prayers night and day. And she was coming in that instant, and she coming in in that instance gave thanks likewise unto the Lord and spake of him to all them that looked for redemption in Jerusalem. And oftentimes when we look at the Christmas story, we think about the shepherds, we think about the angels, we think about Mary and Joseph and the wise men, but we forget about these two people that did, that did this wonderful thing in the temple that both served and they were looking for the coming of Christ. They were ready to see this. And just like they were looking for the coming of Christ at that time, we should be looking for the coming of Christ again ourselves. But it goes on to say, it said there that uh, Simeon was a, a devout man. And so... Uh, also with Anna and both of them uh, believing strongly in the Christ, the Messiah that was to come and, and he took this child 
he took this Christ child and he held him up. And he just, what a miracle. And he was so blessed. And he was led by the Spirit. He was led by the Holy Spirit to do this. This wasn't just something that happened. It said he was a devout man. And he was led by the Spirit. And he picked this child up. And he and, and as he looked at that child and he held, held, held his child, Mary and Joseph were amazed. They were amazed that this man knew this story, that they knew Jesus Christ and why he was coming. I mean, they were just totally blown away probably by this. It says there in 33, it says they marveled. They marveled at, at this. And, and if you can imagine being there and seeing this, and this is such a great miracle here to see this and to see Jesus and, and, and that he was there and also that, uh, and, and they were there to fulfill the law. And you know, later on in Scripture, it says Christ told me, He said, I wasn't here to destroy the law, I'm here to fulfill the law. And here, Mary and Joseph did the same thing. They were fulfilling the law to do what they were supposed to do. And there in, uh, in verse 33, we talked about the, um, uh, that the man was so amazing at the knowledge, and also Anna saying what she said and telling those is coming. And it says in, in 38, and she coming in that instance gave thanks likewise to the Lord. So there was a knowledge, there was a knowing understanding. And these were people that were, were tied to, to Scripture, to following uh, what they should be following and knowing. And, uh, and it says also that the Holy Ghost was up and was on Simeon. And uh, it's just such a wonderful thing that he was able to know this and do this. And in 34, uh, you know, we, when we look at this, and, and Simon uh, told Mary and them here in this verse, it says, Simon blessed them and said to Mary, his mother, Behold, the child is set for the fall and the rising again of many in Israel. And he was preparing them and letting them know there would be some that would rise. There would be some that would fall. And the Pharisees looked for an earthly place and looked for a place in the kingdom because they wanted something. You know, Simeon and Anna didn't want anything. They wanted to see Christ. That's what they wanted. They didn't want all this. They didn't want a position in the kingdom. And even if we go go over in Matthew uh, and and we see two of the disciples also wanted a position, they asked. They, their mother came and and uh, uh, came and wanted one of their sons, James and John, the sons of one to be on the left hand and one to be on the right in the kingdom. And Christ told them, he said, you don't understand. We're here about service. I'm here about doing this thing. And, and you know, he went on to tell them, it says, but Jesus called them to them and said, you know that the princes of the Gentiles exercise dominion over them and that they are a great exercise authority upon them. But it shall not be so among you, but whosoever will be great among you, let him uh, let him be your your minister. And whosoever will be chief among you, let him be a servant. Even the Son of Man came not to be ministered unto, but to minister and to give his life a ransom for many. And as they departed from Jericho, a great plague multitude followed him. And uh, he, he let them know that this is, this is not about uh, you getting a position. 
this is about service. And Christ was about service. He humbled himself. He washed their feet. He did all these things. And uh, sometimes we look at things and we want a position or something. We think that, and that's what they wanted. They wanted a position in an earthly kingdom, but that wasn't what this was about. This was about the coming and, and of Christ, this child. And also, uh, Luke let us know here also that this was not just for one group, but this was for all. This was coming. It would come to the, the children of Israel as well as the Gentiles. They were to be a part of this. And we look in 35, and it says, The sword shall pierce thy own soul also, that the thoughts of many hearts may be revealed. And the first note of sorrow here in Luke's gospel, Christ's light brought sometimes, you know, we, th we think of the light, and we see this beautiful light, this, this one without blemish, this one without sin, but that light brought opposition to him. That light brought uh, love, and it brought obedience too. It brought all these things, but he was letting Mary know, you know, this is not gonna be just everything easy go this is not going to be, this is going to be tough. You know, you're going to suffer through this. You're going to see your son rejected and eventually see him nailed to a cross. And, and as we look at these things, we see these things, we have to understand today that we, sometimes we, excuse me, we do something good and we think, well, I wonder what God's going to give me back for this. That's not what it's about. We're about doing a service. We're about ministering to people. And our reward is not here. Our reward is when Christ comes back, if we are living and doing what we should be doing as Christians in this world. But we have to follow that. We have to be a part of that. And, you know, we have to put off the sins of this world, to put these things behind us, and not be a part of that. If we are going to fall short, that's when we go to Christ and we ask him to, to uh, forgive us and to put us back on the right path. And, you know, putting out the sins of the world is tough, especially in this day and time when everybody says everything is okay and it's not. But uh, this world is fleeting. And I listen to the podcast of the Robertsons oftentimes, Phil Robertson, Alan, and Jace. And when they made it big in TV and everything, they started out, and if you've never seen the movie The Blind, I would encourage you to see that. It... Uh, really is, is, is a good thing. And Phil Robertson made a complete about face in his life. And he came to Christ and he got his family back. And he, he has done so many good things. And, but Jace told his son, he didn't want him to get too caught up in the fame and the fortune that was going on. And he said, you have to understand that this stuff here is fleeting. It's fleeting, it's not gonna last. This is not going to last. This is going to go away. You're not going to see a hearse with a luggage rack that you're going to take stuff with you. When it's over, what you've done and what you've stood for is what's going to take you on to the next level. And we see these two people in Simeon and Anna, and we see what, you know, the great kind of people they were. And, and they look so forward to the coming of Christ to Jesus being there and being a part of that. And the, the part, the whole part of this that got me the most was when he, he held Christ up and he told God, he said, you can take me now. He said, I've seen 
what I need to see. I'm ready to go. As Chris comes this morning, and, and we do our invitation hymn, I want us all to remember this, that we should be looking forward, not in any hurry, but looking forward to the coming of Christ, being prepared, looking not to the things of this world, but to the things that matter through Jesus Christ. Uh, you know, too often times we get caught up in the things that are not important, and we think they are. And we need to step away from those things and go back and look at Jesus Christ and say, this is where I need to be. This is, is the part of my life that, that I need to help win others. And just like they served in the temple and they did things here, we need to be doing service. We need to be working. We need to be ministering to other people. And the camp is a great way of doing that. And I appreciate Corey and Olivia so much for that. And to be a part of these things and to realize that the only way to the Father is through the Son, is through Jesus Christ. And the invitation hymn this morning is page 321, Jesus is calling. Thank you. 